Hello and welcome back to The High Ground. Today we are going to dive into everyone's favorite Big Blue Grand Admiral. I don't know why I said big. He's he's regular size. Uh, anyways, we're talking Thrawn <laughs> today on The High Ground Podcast, so stay tuned. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the high ground. I think that um, Justin is the only person that's been on here before. Oh, yeah. um, the lost episode because there's <laughs> footage. In <it. laughs> oh, yeah, there's some weird. Anyways, uh, happy to have you back. Um, but yeah, we are going to dive deep into our favorite Grand Admiral. Um, and yeah, we're we're all huge fans of him here. So I want to start off by just kind of going around the room, start by asking, you know, who are you? Where can we find you and your content? And also, what is the coolest alien race in Star Wars and why? I assume you're probably all going to pick Chiss. That's okay. But um, you, you can get more creative with it if, if you like. Uh, and I will go to uh, V first. Hi, I am V. Uh, I make TikTok content. Uh, it's been a while since I've like consistently posted, so don't let that scare you off. But um, just waiting for that next Thrawn book to come out. Uh, but you can find me on TikTok, Grand Admiral V, same way it's spelled on the screen, V-I-I. Um, and then, uh, man, I, I, want, I wanted to say Chiss, right? There's nothing wrong with that. It's too predictable. I don't know. So Nogri are pretty cool. Uh, but it was that, or uh, in reading *Heir to the Empire*, I found a, a newfound appreciation for Wookies. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Wookies. They're pretty cool. Wookies are pretty cool. Um, in my recent TikTok, they are one of the species I said I would not eat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I did not come up with that list. Okay, I was given the list. Um, in exchange for a dynamite uh, Pokemon drawing, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. was. <laughs> and also, if you're on Star Wars TikTok, you've probably come across V before, but uh, V was blue, so yeah. you, you you may not recognize. Um, <laughs> I might not recognize what I look like now. The costumes back there kind of freaked me out earlier. Okay. <laughs> I was like, who is that? Oh, it needs, it needs to stay in frame all the time. I right. <laughs> needs to be watching over us. I didn't move it. <laughs> uh, awesome. And then I have a Star Wars Scholar on here for the first time. Hello, I'm Star Wars Scholar, as Shaku has said. Um, I'm not making virtually any content at the moment. I am planning on starting streaming on Twitch within the next week, just do some chill Fallen Order streams, other games. Yeah. Nice. Oh, look forward to that. Do you already have a Twitch name, or are you waiting to... Yeah, it's it's just SW Scholar. I've got it nice and uniform across everything. Dang, lucky bastard. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel so lucky. Awesome. Uh, favorite Star Wars uh, alien race? Oh, Celestins solely because of the existence of Nine Numb. Anytime I watch Return of Jedi, I just Nine Numb <laughs> just makes you smile. And you can play as them in Battlefront. I'm like, that's all the reason I need. 
<laughs> I always look at my brother and I go, Atehede mudia mudia amukia, huh? <laughs> and he just busts up laughing like to this day. It's it's like the best. Uh yeah, I, I love I love that little guy. Uh and last but not least, this Justin. Yeah. I go by this Justin on almost everything. On TikTok, I'm this Justin nine nine eight, uh, which is also a default if this Justin's taken. Uh, I talk about Star Wars on TikTok. I talk about I've been talking about D and D a lot recently because it's one of my passions. And uh, D and D TikTok's nicer to me apparently, but not that I care about that. I, I talk about whatever I want. <laughs> <clears throat> Big nerd, favorite race. This one's easy. People who know me for a while know that I sing the praises of Sarians every day. Two brains, two trains of thought at the same time is a superpower I would give up a lot of things for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they. They are and can be pretty dope. Um, I, my favorite instance of them comes from in um, the Bane trilogy. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a pretty cool one in there's there. The, that, I know exactly what you talked about. That's my, what made me fall in love with them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Definitely not Keanu Mundi. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> never, never him. Forever not him. Um, Everyone's least favorite conehead. <laughs> <laughs> And, and then for me, uh, I, it's, it's, I mean, I'm going to do the thing I thought everyone else was going to do and say Chiss. Um, and, and I choose Chiss specifically because of when, um, when they're on the, when, when Thrawn is on the mission with uh, Anakin and Anakin like is looking at his mind and it's like, it's, more orderly but it's different than he's ever like just the way it explains it that their thoughts are just like more ordered and um i don't i just think that's really that's really cool also having the ability to slightly see into the infrared spectrum so you can see you know like glean people's emotions changing they're getting flustered and stuff like that just sounds really cool um so yeah i am going to go with uh with chiss with a minor in, in Lasat, just because uh, I think Zeb is cool. So one will be the brains, the other's the brawn. From here. There you go. <laughs> um, and then now I gotta ask, how did you guys get started into the Star Wars fandom? And then we'll uh, tack on to that. What was the first Star Wars book you read and uh, how do you read it? This one I'm going to Scholar first. So I first got in the Star Wars. Um, there's a, a TV channel here that every year they show the original trilogy, like every Saturday, or they would do one every Saturday. And that's when I first like properly watched the films. And then I remember actually one time my mom made me go to church when Return of Jedi was on and I cried <laughs> on the way there. <laughs> um, but after that, like that Christmas, they got me uh, DVDs of the original trilogy, prequel trilogy, and I just had them on repeat basically. And I was essentially my entire childhood was Star Wars. I never, I would watch Clone Wars and stuff. It was on TV, but we didn't have that easy access to it. But yeah, that was, uh, oh, and the first Star Wars book I read was the first canon from book. Judgy, I got in quite late, but um, quite fitting for this show, I have to say. <laughs> awesome. That's a great one to start. It is one of the places I tell people that they can start especially if they're coming mm. off of Rebels and really enjoy the character. So I, I definitely feel it. Um, how about you, Justin? 
Well, Choco, you know my story because you tell it over and over again. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it's a good I was, story. I was a wee bab and I played Lego Star Wars, the first one. We've had like 16 of them now, but the one that was only about the prequel trilogy, it was on GameCube. And then I got the next one that was about the OT. And I loved those games. I actually did not watch the movies till I was either 16 or 17. And that's a fun fact. I win. I have not lost two truths and a lie with that tidbit. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched the OT and then it took even longer for me to watch the PT because I, I knew everything that happened in it. So I was like, okay, cool. Mm. And you know, my, my experience was a lot of Clone Wars. I was like pretty big into the scene when Clone Wars came out and enjoyed watching that show as it came out on really bad dial-up internet on Cartoon Network's website, waiting for like two minutes at a time to buffer. God, I remember that. <laughs> and uh, the first book I ever read, when I was a teenager, I read a lot of Star Wars books, and I'm pretty sure the first one was the first in the Fate of the Jedi series, which I skipped. That's, this... <laughs> you don't start there. Listen, Teenage Me didn't know any better. <laughs> and, and it's pretty good if I remember correctly, but if uh, on my new book journey, I started on Lost Stars, and it's the best book ever written by the best author that ever lived. Uh, <laughs> um, so... I cheated and gave you two answers there. No, I, I, I love it. I, I'm happy that, like, as a group, that's the first book we started with. And it's just, it just feels like thinking back to what was that, like, September, something like that. Um, and we got uh, Roger Roger in the chat. First book, Light of the Jedi, calls it a nine out of 10. It's really good. Um, mm, St. Pat, I just always have to shout out hello. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Harris Productions, his first Star Wars book was Ahsoka. He's causing a, a 7.5. Uh, Alanis Baumgartner, Ahsoka, a 9 out of 10. Love it. Actually, I think I lied to you. I think my first one in New Canon Journey was Ahsoka. And it was it's a good one to start because it's not as hard to read as a whole as a lot of other. It's a little yeah. shorter, it's a, a little more contained. Yeah. No, it's that's in it and it it bridges directly off of Clone Wars, if that was the last mm -hmm. place that you saw her. Uh, mostly. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Ace Bronx, Lost Stars, 9.8 out of 10. Ah. I'm calling it 10 out of 10 myself. Um, for Chris, Star Wars Lawyer, it was a Jude Watson Jedi Apprentice book, uh, and they're all good. I keep hearing good things from Chris and Fern about those books. When I get to Legends, which will be eventually, <laughs> I'll catch up on canon someday. I'll never catch up on Conan. It's never going to happen at this rate, honestly. I have the, the reprint. The Republic's going up. I have the reprint of the up. first Bane book. I'll get the reprints of the Thrawn trilogy. I have to. I feel like. Yeah, I, I will get all the reprints of, of Thrawn and. The and covers are so Bane. good. Have you guys seen them? It's so cool. <laughs> yeah. I ordered my Legends Thrawn books like three months ago. So I've had them and I was like, I should have just waited the extra three months if I knew there was going to be a new cover. So it looks so good. And they're That's higher good. quality paperbacks, not the yeah. like yeah. production, whatever they call them. <laughs> Let's see here. We got Grandmaster Bale, uh, Thrawn, 10 out of 10. Mm. Calfor, Revan, 8 out of 10. Um, Element 7, Jedi Apprentice for Legends and Dark Disciple uh, for Canon. Podwan's Podcasts. Uh, Jedi Quest, Way of the Apprentice, <laughs> 5.5. Uh, Dooku Jedi Lost, 9 out of 10. Connor Love. Fahey, 
the Revenge of the Sith novelization. I made him read it. I made him read it. I remember. I was there for that journey because I follow you both. <laughs> uh, got Ahsoka 9 and 10 as well. Um, yeah. Awesome people. Uh, and last but not least, how about you, V? Where did you start? Uh, I So my Star Wars journey started with uh, I saw Phantom Medicine Theaters. I got dragged along because my, I guess my dad was into it. I don't really know why. Why we went? I think it was just like, here's the hot new movie out, and we went. Um, super obsessed with pod racing. After that, um, <laughs> the scene where Rats Tyrell like blows up, my brother and I would play it over and over and over again because the sound he makes when he explodes. Uh, super messed up, but. <laughs> Um, I actually didn't realize that there were other Star Wars movies um, when I watched the prequels because I was so young um, and I don't think I realized it until I was like, I don't know, eight, nine or ten or something. And some kid had like a lunchbox that had Luke on it or something. And I was like, what is that? (laughs) Um, So that was the first like dive into Star Wars. Phantom Menace is definitely just a comfort movie. It's great. Um, and then as far as my first Star Wars book, I actually don't know what it was. I remember going into a thrift store um, where I used to live. And I just saw, I, I mean, I'm assuming it was, it had to be a Legends book. <laughs> what am I talking about? Um, it was like way back when. And I have no clue what it was. I remember reading it and not knowing what was going on. <laughs> no clue. Um <laughs> had something to do with Jedi I don't know um but my first canon novel was Lost Stars um and it was because I saw Victoria Vader's TikTok about yes. it and I was like man She's the best. I need to know more about this Sienna Ree character um and at the time when I read it I didn't love it because it was, it was characters that I didn't know, and it was surrounded around these characters that I didn't know, but an event that I did know. Um, but I gave it a while, and I started reading other Star Wars books, and then I started to really appreciate that perspective of just, finally, we get a different perspective. And 10 out of 10, really good book. Definitely. <laughs> and... We got Cal, who's about halfway through Lost Stars, and knowing Cal, um, oh, I just can't wait to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> when he's finished, we can finally be friends. He and I. <laughs> I told him we can't be friends until. <laughs> and Harith is ten chapters into it. Uh, so yeah. And then Cameron Cowan asks, uh, "Where did I get the hat? This is a hat I actually made. It's on on my Etsy store." Uh, I think I'm going to make some tweaks to it because the stitching didn't come out perfect, but uh, it's it's there, just in case you guys were wondering. <laughs> but awesome! All right, so uh, we're we're all big Thrawn fans, you know. As soon as I I saw like Scholar took a picture of some of his books, and it was all of the Thrawn Legends books and all yeah, of the Thrawn yeah. Canon books, and, and like, That's like basically all the Star Wars books. <laughs> And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, we, we, we're, we're being friends. Um, what is it, you know, I'll, I'll go to Justin first on this one, but what is about Thrawn? Why is he so cool? <sighs> it's a tough question. 
But I think I've known the answer since the first canon book. It's that he's the smartest guy in the room type of character, but such a refreshing twist on it where there's no pompousness to him. There's no <clears throat> assholery like <laughs> we're, so, we're so used to in modern media with like modern adaptations of Sherlock Holmes, which apparently isn't even that accurate. It's just what's in public domain. That's a fun story I've heard that's probably hearsay, but who knows? <laughs> um, but he knows what he's good at, knows what he what his goals are, and he zeroes in on them and is just so brilliant and well-spoken and but still like respects the people around him and is ne he never talks down to anyone. He's always teaching people things via asking questions and just sussing out people's strengths and trying to use them to, as best he can. And he's also just cool. You know, <laughs> this is the soft, the, the soft spoken, <laughs> confident and can back that confidence up with so much is just a fun thing to experience, you know? Yeah. Okay, I like it. V, what, what do you think? Because you dove in hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's all your fault, too. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, yeah. So I, I started reading Thrawn, like, while I was watching Rebels. And I'll be honest, I was never really interested in Thrawn. I just had this preconceived notion that he was just some dude being a war guy and this is super hypocritical but i don't like war movies <laughs> my favorite franchise is called star wars um but i i i don't love the like tactical military aspect of things it just makes it really boring um so when i started reading the book i was like this close from giving up and i was just like i don't know if i could stick through it uh but i did <laughs> and wow that was a good decision um i've what always was a turning point i don't actually remember what it was i think i just like sat there and like listened to the audiobook for a long enough time <laughs> i don't think i would have kept going if i read it i got the audiobook and i just like kept listening to it kept giving it a chance and i think it was the development of the relationship between eli and thrawn because it gave me a very strong like <laughs> watson and holmes vibe <laughs> So, I was always a really, really big fan of Sherlock Holmes growing up. Uh, my favorite Disney movie is The Great Mouse Detective. <laughs> nice. So, like, Solid always been a Sherlock. really good. <laughs> always been a really big fan of Sherlock Holmes. So, and, and just like Justin said, the 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 way that he plays on people's strengths and isn't going to take people's laziness and doesn't really you know uh let people do whatever they want um he also gives praise where praise is due um and kind of allows his uh, his people to like come into their own and and you know just be themselves and and he he's he's a good guy yep. <laughs> he's a good guy <laughs> we'll get he's there a heart. <laughs> that's that's kind of um mimics my theories because he's he's like a good guy in the empire but not yeah. part of the empire and he's like gives you just that that thing that you wanted you know right 
Uh, but yeah, how about you, Scholar? Uh, why what makes one cool? I feel like I'm gonna be echoing what uh, the other two have said, but he's I think without doubt the greatest tactical genius in the Star Wars universe. I don't think it is a competition, but the way he gets there, like just his thought process in general, like he fits in the Empire in the sense that he sees people as um a commodity and like as tools, but he unlike other people in the Empire, he takes care of his tools and like he will give them credit where credit's due and he realizes that it's basic kindness but it, it makes people more effective and just the books in general like i really enjoy seeing his strategies play out and then him explaining his strategies like that's why i love eli because we are just the readers are reflected through eli and as eli kind of gets to know throne strategies more that's when the reader also gets to know them more and I think that's that dynamics kind of what made me fall in love with the character and stuff with the books. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I got Andre here who's calling him Space Sherlock, uh, and then said or Space Moriarty. I I still maintain that Marjorie Rowe is Space Moriarty, Space um, the BBC version. Um, Marjorie Rowe versus Thrawn. Yeah, that that would be a matchup I would love to I, see. I'd That's something for the World with Team Worlds. Yeah. Got to use some of it again. <laughs> it also says Throne would be a kick ass Among Us player. <laughs> and that I just want to see. I mean, like, <laughs> he would win twice and then be like, I don't see the value in this game. <laughs> I just, I just when are we going to get a new Imperial Star Destroyer map? When are we getting out? <laughs> I just want to see, like, after someone finds someone killed and there's a meeting, and he's like, yes, it would take at least this many seconds in order to get back to the reactor from here. And, like, just break it down, and you're like, all right, I'm not playing with you anymore. Yeah, you <laughs> I wonder if he could effectively, like, lie. Can he effectively lie to, like, if he's the imposter? You know what I mean? <laughs> I wonder. because that he'd kind overthink of... it. <laughs> he he would be the, up. his brain would explode he's the worst imposter but the yeah. best guesser <laughs> yeah. yeah uh awesome <laughs> and uh, Hareth agrees with you v uh audiobooks are clutch same for me that's really what really launched my journey is because you know i was working so many hours a day and powerlifting, and i had headphones in like 12, 13, 14 hours a day. Um, and so <laughs> like I, I'd always carry two pairs of Bluetooth and then wired ones so that I can just swap every time batteries got low and mm -hmm. stuff. Like, yeah, it's that was that was my life. Um but yeah, I mean I, I love I love Thrawn for pretty much those those same reasons. You know, seeing someone who can effectively be a good guy, he's he's the exact opposite of Darth Vader. Uh, pretty much in every single way. And I think that's a really interesting place to start with a villain of like, okay, this guy is super strong and powerful and can just like muscle his way through any situation and like don't don't ever mess with him. And then Thrawn is just the exact opposite of that. Um, sort of. He can hold his own in a fight. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just, I just love him. Uh, so just out of curiosity, for all of us, we can real quick, what all have we have we read? What, what all Thrawn Media? And that'll kind of help me <laughs> with my questions throughout the rest of this. Um, uh, v? Okay, so 
I've watched Rebels. Uh, I've read all the all the canon Thrawn books. I've read Outbound Flight, um, the first Heir to the Empire book. I've read synopses of Dark Force Rising and The Last Command. Um, so I know what happens. And then um, I know what happens in the Hand of Thrawn duology, like vaguely. Um, but I, I, I haven't actually. I don't really it. count. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go all in. <laughs> tell you everything um <laughs> no uh and then i think that's it i i don't remember i don't know if there's any oh, yeah. no that sounds pretty complete uh scholar yeah, that's all of it <laughs> so i've read the canon throne trilogy i've read uh chaos rising i'm currently reading greater good although i am a fake throne fan since i haven't read any of the legends stuff i have them sitting in front of me just haven't got to them yet nah, but um I, i've watched i've watched youtube videos i've a brief idea or even a vagueish idea of what he's like in legends what he does uh and just uh, i've read the canon throne trilogy i've read chaos rising uh greater goods next after this new high republic stuff it's uh it's my signed copies on the shelf uh <laughs> and i also have not read any of the legend stuff i know he has anti-force lizards which is metal, but it's Lemiri, which yeah. we see a carving of in his yeah. office in Rebels. Mm -hmm. So so they're they're canon, canon adjacent, <laughs> canon ish, Whether canon light. They, they do the same thing. <laughs> well we'll have to see, Off but I don't know. <laughs> uh, so. And I've seen Rebels. On that later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen Rebels as well. <laughs> Uh, I, well, while we're talking about Rebels, you know, uh, what were your guys' thoughts of him in Rebels? I, I know there's a uh, there's a little bit of a difference, and I, I'm curious, you know, how you how y'all feel. Um, I'm actually gonna intentionally go to V last on this one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> good, good plan. <laughs> no, but but this is the first. Uh, well, I was gonna say the first Legends character brought in the canon, but Technically, Dash Rendar was because uh, in the uh, updated A New Hope, you see the Outrider in, but you technically don't see him. And then after that would technically be, um, what's your face? A blue Twilight Girl um, light with lightsaber. Was the Jedi, like, or like a, yes, a, yes, the Jedi. Like a book or something, or like a Ayla Secura, you mean? Traveler's Guide or something? Yes. Sorry about Ayla Secura or someone else. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about Ayla Secura. Technically, that was a Legends character before she was brought into Attack yeah. of the Clones. Mm -hmm. uh, so technically, those are the first. Mm -hmm. But after the Disney purchase, Thrawn was the mm -hmm. first character that they brought from Legends into it. Uh, I always like to specify that because I don't know. I, I do trivia and. <laughs> And and I, I I like to get to make fun of the the person giving the question. I'm like, nah, sorry, your question was wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, scholar, what what were you your thoughts when you were watching him in, in Rebels, uh, coming through and just tearing apart our our beloved space family? So, I I watched Rebels fully for the first time. I finished it just before Babach came. I finished May third, and then. Any scene that Thrawn's in, I think he steals it. He's probably my favorite aspect of it. Although there is a difference in him between him and Rebels and in the books because he just plays a fundamentally different role creatively. It just you can't paint them as 
a kind of morally gray or protagonist when he he has to serve as the antagonist to the ghost crew. Um, and I, th- I can see in some sense, like the end of Rebel season four, it kind of say him like doing an orbital bombardment on innocent people, arguably conflicts with like his actions about where he seems to be more merciful. But I, I think there is an argument there that his time in the empire, he kind of went in to do a good thing, protect the chess, but just just the amount of corruption and how evil the empire is kind of corrupted him. You can argue that it could have, but I've, I don't have that many complaints with him in Rebels. Okay, and it does have to be complaints, you know. I mean, like you said, you you appreciate how he stole the the scenes. Um, there's certainly a, a lot of good. I I liked seeing him and some of the small changes. Like for for one thing, that's kind of small. I like that he has uh, irises. <laughs> and and yeah. legends just don't have irises. It's just all red and it emits light. So it's like it's kind of scary. Just, to be honest, that's probably why. Because if it's a show for kids, you wouldn't want to scare them off. Although, yeah, he's the villain. Maybe it wouldn't do that much harm. Yeah, some of the scenes describe him like sitting in a dark room and there's just slits of red that you see like mm. open up and you're like, oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, how about you, Justin? Rebels? Oh, there's a, it's hard to start with this one because I fortunately read the first book called Thrawn and then I watched Rebels. And honestly, I tell people that's what you should do because you'll really get uh a good sense of like book thrawn versus rebel thrawn and there is a difference and i hate like being in this position because i understand from the outside we sound crazy we sound like (laughs) and if you and when you listen to the opinion of people about when they talk about thrawn and sometimes they say some things that are like um okay and then you learn they only watched rebels and it's like okay that (laughs) makes now it makes sense because it's just that different and you, you have to believe us when we tell you because i know it's easy to be on the outside and be like yeah yeah whatever <laughs> you're just playing favorites it's book thrawn this because it's his pov like what scholar said he's the protagonist in these books he's the antagonist in rebels and technically a saturday morning cartoon villain and as those go i think he's probably the best one if i were to like say villains in a kid show that exist He'd at least least be on my top five because he's always there. He's always succeeding, outsmarting them. And even when the good guys win and get away, the camera always pans to him to be like, yes, exactly as I planned. (laughs) And like (laughs) with other ones, you're like, yeah, right. But with Thrawn, you're like, oh, he's got something. (laughs) He's up to something. no, that's interesting because whenever Thrawn says something, you believe him. (laughs) (laughs) He's very matter of fact. You just take him out his work. (laughs) <laughs> and just visually and casting wise i don't think we talked about that lars Perfect mickelson casting. yeah killed it like he's it's it's there's because as i said he's a really interesting twist on the smartest guy in the room usually they're boisterous and loud and fast talking at least in our current you know modern day or like awkward or something like that he is just slow soft and well-spoken and just says what he means and that's just it's a little scary which is the point that's the effect of it you know and so i like him a lot in rebels there's as scholar said a few things shooting at civilians like literally in the first book he refuses to do that and wants to do everything he can to not uh but then you know 
it's been a while, and the idea that the Empire has done things to him is completely feasible. Uh, but there's a few extra things, like... My big ish is when he... Uh, I forgot, I thought he almost hit a dude. He actually, like, grabbed the dude by the collar when he was, like, talking bad about Twi'leks. Which I get, he doesn't stand for ignorance, because, like, he's the opposite of ignorance. But he never loses his cool, in my mind. That's a, that's a thing. Yeah. But... As I'm sure V will say, Zahn wasn't consulted, and it's a little obvious. And hopefully that will change. We'll talk about that later, but I think that's all I need to say. <laughs> he, he didn't hit the guy, though. He did. He grabbed yeah. him. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that being said, I actually can see Thrawn doing what he did to the guy on the bike. Um, yeah. That one I'm 50-50 on. Depends on what day you get me. I feel like that would be the most extreme he gets, perhaps, <clears throat> but... Um, but yeah, uh, your thoughts, V? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Here we go. Um, I don't love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I am... I do have a new perspective on it. I used to be super, like, gung-ho. I hate this. I hate everything about it. This sucks. <laughs> um, however, I very recently um, listened to... Julian Fern's podcast, Star Wars English Class, on the the episode where they talk about um, unreliable narrators, mm, and it's, great episode. It is so. It, it just it was like this ultimate just bing, <laughs> like a light bulb went off in my head. I was like, holy crap! It's because in the Ascendancy trilogy, they're all unreliable narrators in every perspective where he is the focal point it's a complete unreliable narration because you know we see Eli we see Arlani etc etc and these are all people who hold him in very high regard um the only time that you like see people not talking well about him is like with Zestalmu and Thurfian in the, in the Ascendancy trilogy but um that's like the only time every other time he's always being praised um, so I would count that as an unreliable narration of his character, and that kind of skews our perception of him. Um, so it, ki it kind of makes more sense to me now when I watch Rebels and I get more into that media that it's like, this makes sense because we're seeing it through the hero's perspective and he's the villain. Um, so, you know, who's to say that everything was, I don't know, like it... it that's kind of where I am. <laughs> and then <laughs> with uh, Zahn not being consulted, I'm not going to get super into that because I, <laughs> I, I just don't like that. Hopefully, um, I, I did attend one of his, uh, after Greater Good came out, I, I, I attended one of his um, live streams and he sort of did a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like possibly going to be writing um, for shows in the future. Um, so I'm really crossing my fingers for that. I'm I'm hoping that's what he meant. <laughs> but I would not complain. No, yeah. Somebody asked, they were like, Are you gonna do any writing on TV shows or whatever? And he's just like <laughs> <laughs> can't say. Yeah. <laughs> I signed a non-disclosure. <laughs> so that's about where I am <laughs> with rebels. Awesome. Well, it's, it's it's totally fair. There was uh you know a lot of good and also the excitement, the the buzz when he first showed up 
and we're yeah. just like, oh man, are they? Are we doing this? Is this a trailer? Are they doing the, the trailer? The reaction was it 2017? Yes. Um, Star Wars Celebration when the trailer came out. Mm-hmm. It's so weird I to think about it after the fact yeah. too, Energy because that room was crazy. <laughs> because season two ended with like Darth Maul and a big mm-hmm. Sith artifact and Ahsoka, and they're like, we need to raise the stakes. Well, Thrawn, <laughs> Thrawn will raise the stakes, <laughs> and he did. Yep. <laughs> Like a cow on stilts, the stakes mm-hmm. are never higher. Yeah, exactly. Uh, awesome. All right. Well, I, I wanted to start with that one because that's that was a lot of people's introduction to the character, um, and it's also a lot of for a lot of people, it's their least favorite iteration. Again, I love you know what you said, uh, B. Where this is well, and and you scholar where this is being told through the eyes of the hero. So, you know, you you can't. From if you're writing a show, you can't make your villain more lovable than the hero unless they're going to be, you know, do a Zuko and switch <laughs> sides, you know. But even sit there, it's not like, you know, Azula was never lovable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but then we got the canon books, the canon Thrawn trilogy, uh, which is what I refer to as the Thrawn trilogy because the heir to the Empire trilogy is not about Thrawn. (laughs) Mm. Um, But uh, yeah, I kind of want to just do a quick round where we just talk about, you know, um, each of the books. So first, you know, let's talk about the first Thrawn book. We get to run into him where he's, you know, seems like a madman out in the wilderness um, until he starts blowing stuff up and, and causing a nuisance. But we get to see him, you know, come to the Empire and kind of start his journey going through the ranks. I'm curious what kind of jumped out at you on this on this story. And uh, I know we all recommend it, but um, anyone you would recommend it to or <laughs> any any thoughts on, on that? And I'll, I'll go to Justin first on that. Oh, man. I really – so it was an odd experience because and, – and I'll reiterate this just about Thrawn in general. It's weird to be on the outside. I understand. You hear all these people be like, he's one of the best characters ever written, put down onto paper. And then it's easy to be like, he can't be that good. You know, <laughs> it's it's very easy. And I was that guy. And I started reading this book and I was like, well, this is a little wordy, but you know, I'm not having a bad time. And then, you know, by the time I was done, I was like, oh, I love Thrawn. <laughs> he would win every fight he gets, <laughs> you know, and it's because I think, and you know, you were talking about Zahn, and I'm so happy to hear that about him. He cares. Zahn loves this OC that he's inserted into the Star Wars universe. He, and he loves Star Wars, and he's been here since the beginning because he wrote those original Legends books, and he's just a very smart man. I don't know, it's just based on how he writes, how he sets things up, and all of the Thrawn books I could say this about, but he... It's it's a lot of mystery books fail at this, but he'll he'll set up the dominoes, make the dominoes very clear, and then knock them down right in front of you and give you all the chance to be like, oh, this, this, and this. You know, just that first segment that you were talking about where he was, you know, a crazy person out in the woods, all these little things about like he makes sure to tell you that they had that little of uh, alarm net and it was like, Don't make it too small though, bugs will set it off, right? And then that pays off like just like a chapter later and it's all just good mystery writing or you know i guess like thriller writing that being said if you're gonna say who i recommend it to 
I don't recommend Thrawn or Zahn's writing to everyone. I told this to a friend. It was like, he spends three pages telling you exactly how his made up species names work. And I love that. That's not everybody's <laughs> cup of tea, <laughs> So if you love, he'll, he'll world build Star Wars for you. He'll make up a creature and then tell you exactly how their innards work. And, <laughs> and I eat that stuff up. That's not for everybody though. So if that, if that puts you off, Probably none of it's for you, if I'm going to be honest. But Zahn is just a spectacular writer. Everything flows so well. When I read, because I am I like to tease Fern and Julia that they haven't read anything yet. I read a little bit out loud because they were joking about Krennic. And I, reading it out loud, I was like, man, Zahn's writing just flows. It's so yeah. good. <clears throat> so, but the first book, loved it. Perfect introduction. And... I didn't even mention Eli Vanto, but I'm sure V will. So <laughs> I'll, give up, I'll give up the floor. Uh, awesome. Yeah. And like with, with me in this, this first book, when I first got into it, um, cause I had started with, you know, Eric to the empire and those, those three books and really enjoyed the character um, and outbound flights. So I had the benefit of having read all of this stuff before, but it's funny that nothing, none of the new stuff actually, timeline wise conflicts with the old stuff. I think Zahn is doing that on purpose. He did. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, I did think that the book started a little slow. And as I was, you know, watching his journey through the Empire, I was like, okay, you know, the, they're racist. I get it. But like let's <laughs> let's get going, you know. Uh, but all of that stuff paints the picture it's it's kind of that slow burn that it's you know it's like when you're, you're slow cooking your food it takes a long time but it, but it's worth it <laughs> it's worth it at the end when you see little stuff like you know the three guys that were coming to come beat them up and he watched their tactics and decided they they should be fighter pilots and and stuff and like just you know little things yeah like that just really really spoke to me but uh, what do you think v uh, so I think the best part about the, the first Thrawn book is A, that there's a comic adaptation of it. So if you're a visual person, re read those. <laughs> um, the art is phenomenal. Um, but we get... Long hair Thrawn is a mood. <laughs> we get, we get, <laughs> yes. The art. Or I as, for the as plot. everybody else calls it, Feral Thrawn. <laughs> um, but we get, like, we get these diary entries from him, and these are his, like, not his inner monologue, because we also get that, but this is something that he's giving to Eli. I don't know how, how spoiler how spoilery are we getting? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll give it like a five out of ten. Uh, we, I mean, we this there will be spoilers. Like we're gonna we're gonna talk about the books and stuff like that. So don't don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, we don't have to get super granular, but yeah. Right. So you know, it could be that he is again being an unreliable narrator when he's giving Eli this diary, and he's kind of. Um, I wouldn't say manipulating, but technically that's what it would be. <laughs> um, but we also get these these tidbits of him processing scenes. And I think that that is so interesting. And I love that. Um, the, the world building is amazing. Um, 
you know, if you if you if you've read the the Heir to the Empire series, you'll know how great his his world building is. Um, but it is it's very slow, um, which that's why it was kind of harder for me to get into it when people are um, getting into Thrawn. I am kind of weird, and I recommend that they read Alliances first, uh, only because um, Darth Vader is in it, and everybody knows Darth Vader. And if you if you are trying to get into a series where you're not really familiar with anything else, um, I feel like that's a good jumping point. Um, and as far as who I would recommend it to, <laughs> I'm singling out Julia. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. So, Julia, if you're here, <laughs> I haven't I seen her in the chat, you but would she... be. <laughs> Peer pressure will reign supreme. <laughs> Julia, read these books. <laughs> awesome. I, I think I will literally make a TikTok asking Julia to read them. <laughs> She's about to see him in Rebels. One and then tag her in it. <laughs> Uh, no, that's that's awesome. Uh, and how about you, Scholar? So this is my favorite of the trilogy. I'm very heavily biased towards it because it was my first Star Wars book. It was my first exposure, well, proper exposure to Thrawn. And I do agree with you. My first reading, I found the beginning a bit slow, but only up to the point where he started the Imperial Academy. But I think he has the perfect introduction because he's starting off just showing us how he's clearly on the surface. He's in bad side of the situation but like he just takes most rudimentary things and completely outplays all the imperials gets on their own ship without them noticing um his relationship with eli is i think the highlight of the novel for the most part because um whenever i was reading it if you're new to Thrawn, you can just see yourself in eli like you almost are eli and parts of the book are told through Eli's perspective a lot of like his strategies you see Eli trying to work it out himself and then it's like after it's all happened like, oh no that makes sense yeah um on the other are we to, I know you said spoilery but the other kind of protagonist of the book or at least the other character that the chapters follow I think can I say the name why spoilery do you want to get <laughs> yeah no no that's fine <laughs> yeah so like the other main protagonist Governor Price I think in Rebel she's very one-dimensional she's just to me she feels like just another imperial officer but she has a face instead of the cap covering her eyes but um she actually gets quite a lot of development and i like how her and thrown at the very mutually beneficial relationship is thrown while well, he's a tactical genius on the battlefield he can't tell politics at all and meanwhile Renda, she's not a political genius that goes to tarkin but she knows her way around that terrain i find the the course on politics to be quite entertaining to read as well. Jeff? Yeah, I actually do enjoy reading like the politics and stuff in Star Wars. And I always forget about it when I think about this book. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. when you say politics, I specifically think of bloodlines. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but no, it's definitely present and really interesting in this book. Also, just a random side note, when I picture Eli Vanto in my mind, he looks a lot like you, Scholar. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, I'm hair, here. With, I'm yeah. here for it. Yeah, just, just you know, I, I'll take it as a compliment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mention Arinda. That's yet another reason why I think it's wise to read it before Rebels because you'll actually remember her name. Unlike if you just watch Rebels, you'd be like, oh, that right. one, 
that one lady. <laughs> I honestly, don't like her. I've locked all of those chapters out of my head. <laughs> While reading it, I was like, get me back to my blue boy. But after the fact, yeah. I was like, you know what? Her story was actually satisfying. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like one time speed. And then when her chapters come up, I'm like, all right, two times speed. Let's go. <laughs> but her best friend, Mark Thompson's voice for her best friend. Oh, God. <laughs> the Jew here voice is horrible. Jew here. <laughs> also, you were here is such a Star Wars name. <laughs> yeah, I. It, it, it's funny because like you hate Arinda in Rebels, yeah, but you hate her so much more in, in this <laughs> book. book. But you understand her. You understand but you, you her, but she's still evil. So like much. she's she is bad. She's worse. Like she's just bad. I liked her girl boss moments though. Yes. Like, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was fun. But you like, did read for when she got a, a W. You were like, "Yeah, yeah. fair play." You <laughs> yeah. I mean, after all, he did spray her down with drugs or something. Yeah, <laughs> nice. that was one of the moths. I forgot that moth's name. Yeah, I don't think she got back at him, did she? Oh Gotti? no, she did. Yeah, got uh, Gotti. Something like that. I can't remember. No, and then Cal says, uh, to Justin's point, I saw Rebels first, and it actually made me care about her chapters because I was like, how did she get, <laughs> how did she get to be so crappy? Uh, no, that's 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 good as well. <laughs> Turns out Coruscant will just do that to you. You're already <laughs> <Park> oh, jaded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or the pursuit of park crops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but she actually had a little bit of a similar thing to... Um, Sayonari, though, because it was trying to help her family that kind of started her journey. Mm-hmm. And um, in the end, you know, she was not the same person yes. <laughs> that mm-hmm. she started. Uh, but anyways, moving forward to the one that uh, V recommends reading first. Uh, like a weirdo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Drawn Alliances. It's a, you know, a, a buddy cop uh, with Thrawn and uh, Anakin and Thrawn and Vader. Um, I don't recall who I started with last time. So I'll start with it was me. Oh, good. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. I'll start with V. <laughs> I love this book. I think that if I really like treason, but I, I really, really like alliances just because of the duality of the characters and the flopping back and forth i think that for some people that can kind of get confusing um which is another reason like one reason i i wouldn't recommend these books to everybody um because of how like back and forth (laughs) his writing is um but it, it, it is so masterful the way that he does it he's just so good at what he does and i feel like that just kind of um well i don't want to give it away but thrawn is just real smart in this one (laughs) (laughs) he's mr smarty pants he knows everything um and man there's just that one that one moment but i'm not gonna spoil it (laughs) um it's just it's such a good book the duality of the two characters i feel like it helps uh further darth vader in my mind um Mm -hmm. it's it's easier for me to digest because thrawn is also there (laughs) um but you you really get to see how you said earlier uh chaco that they're the complete opposite of each other and i think that that's really really cool to see especially in this book yeah 
I, I think the book also did a really good job of showing how different Vader is from Anakin mm -hmm. as well. When you see that that shift in personality. Wow. Um, uh, well, what do you think, Scholar? So I really like Thrawn and Vader's dynamic because Vader, I feel like, notoriously hates Imperial officers, but I feel like Thrawn's one of the few that he actually grows to respect because while there's they have some amazing moments, I, again, I won't spoil them because I just think it's just better to experience them yourself. If, for people who haven't read the books, but uh, I love how the it jumps between the two times, like Clone Wars and then uh, Age of the Empire, and it's almost the same story, but because they go to the same destinations basically, but it's like they're different characters just because of where they are in time, and there's some nice time stuff with say the end of Clone Wars and Order sixty six and stuff, really interesting stuff, and it's this book kind of shows why. Thrawn came to the wider galaxy in the first place, or suggests why. Because I think that's what it doesn't he say that at the end of the first Thrawn book, or yeah, it's like he came here because he knew Anakin. He was like, see if he could get get help from him. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good point. Um, yeah, and that that's our our first introduction to the um, uh. <laughs> to the bad alien species Grisk. that is going to oh, the Grisks. Yeah, yeah. The Grisks. Um, by the by the way, I, I, I'm gonna need people to stop saying that the Grisks are discount Yuzhan Vong. Like they are yeah, nothing yeah. alike. Yeah. I, I, I hate whenever you bring them up and someone has to bring up the Yuzhan Vong, like they are similar in any way whatsoever. I, I get know. why people would try to make a comparison, but it's just not the same. They're yeah. they're just better than the use of Vong, but you know, <laughs> objectively, much, much <laughs> better. Like, you know, it, it's it's like when when you're like, hey, get, can I have a Dr Pepper? And they're like, no, but we have root beer. And you're like, that's not the <laughs> same. You can't. <laughs> you may as well have offered me water, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think water is better. The longer yeah. water and and the grisker like root beer. <laughs> Uh, uh, what, what do you think, Justin? Uh, what jumped out of you this book? So, interestingly, this is my least favorite of the trilogy, but I don't think it's bad. I just think when I think about their narratives overall, as a narrative, as plot points and as it follows on a, on a piece of paper, I think it would be my favorite, but the parts of the pad may really drag me down. And I hate to say that because, like, but when it, when it cuts to pad, even more so than when it cuts to Arinda in the first book, I was like, get me back to my blue boy. I'm, I care about you, Padme, but also I know you get through this, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I hate having that mindset because it's, it's a little flawed and, and I get that, but like, it, it also like, it didn't, it didn't add anything to Padme's character, those moments, I feel, you know, but there was so much added to Anakin and Thrawn. And that was, I went into this kind of looking at the cover, knowing what it was going to be about and being like, I wonder if Zahn can, you know, write established characters before I, I was underestimating him at this point. I won't do that anymore because he gets Anakin and Vader so much. Like that that book is when it really how Vader and Anakin's, you know, dichotomy clicked for me. And I know Zahn gets it because, you know, just the moments where we're in Vader's POV and he's like, the Jedi used to do that. 
And all that's so powerful of like, he refused to even name his old life because he's trying so hard to distance himself from it, but he still finds himself thinking about it. And so he forces himself to do third person like that. It's powerful. And just let me know that Thrawn's, that Zahn gets it, you know, and everything about what happens in both narratives, the Grisks being introduced and just them being this shrouded in mystery villain, which is something I've said and felt Star Wars needs for a while. It's like, the Skywalker saga is about Palpatine. Palpatine's the bad guy in the Skywalker saga. That's fine. But we need someone from outside who mm-hmm. is a real threat and like interesting and new. And people are sleeping on like the Grisk are that. I hear people say that mm-hmm. and they don't know anything about Thrawn. And they're just like, Zahn will give it to us. And maybe, maybe it'll show up in the show. I know we're talking about the show later. That would be rad. That just hit my brain. And now I need to be okay about that for a <laughs> second. <laughs> um, but, and just everything, especially the clone, it, added so much to the Clone Wars. When Thrawn, I know you say it a lot, I think about it at least once a week, when Thrawn looks Padme in the eye and goes, why didn't you just let the Separatists break free of the Republic? <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> there's all this war and bloodshed, and, and Padme doesn't have a good answer. <laughs> so, you know unity. And <laughs> Never thought about it that yeah. way. Just, just let them go. But we can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. They're run yeah. by an evil man. Is he though? <laughs> We could talk about Dooku all day. <laughs> yeah, Dooku. And, uh, you know, maybe even some relatives of Dooku uh, yeah. that, that pop up. <laughs> no, there's there's some uh, a lot of interesting things in, in this book. I, I can get I can see what you mean about um, some of the Padme stuff. Uh, you know, what's funny is someone told me they're like, oh, I hate that book. It's just an advertisement for um, for Star Wars Land at Disneyland, and I was like, "What?" At the point, <laughs> oh, at that yeah. point, I didn't realize that that was Batu. Yeah, that that Rock at Star. Disneyland, and um, so I, I firmly believe that person's wrong because <clears throat> if I didn't know it was the same, I wouldn't have known they were talking about the same place at mm. all. I think that's confirmation bias. <laughs> in the back of <laughs> my head, like we that. put that. Like Batu was only in it for like a little bit. Like they yeah. were somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. Right? yeah, it's like a few chapters. Like, Especially since that book exists, there's a book that's just about Batu, and that's kind right. of just yeah. an advertisement. But I've heard it's I haven't heard bad things about it. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's actually a good book and a surprising sequel to Phasma. Um, so read Phasma before you read <laughs> Black Spire Outpost. Um, just just a word word for, to the wise. Uh, otherwise, you'll just have a bunch of characters that have history, and you have no idea what it is or why. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I also I really like the the new plot device that they kind of introduced there with the little interdiction cylinder things, oh, which yeah. is made for some really interesting. You know, they they just they they've created a bunch of new concepts to put into this book that really help flesh out this universe. I don't know how Thrawn thing uh, how how Zahn thinks of these things. Um, but but it's it's amazing, and those will play you know play a part in the last book, which is my favorite of the of the three, Thrawn Treason. Um, going to a scholar first, what what did you think about that one? So it's actually probably my least favorite. That doesn't really mean much. I love all three, but um, when I was I it was the first Star Wars I actually pre-ordered, and I was so excited for it when I started reading, and then like the first thing they do is like they're hunting Minox, like, I'm not sure it was Minox, but like some variation, I was like, 
okay, this isn't exactly what I expected. And I already thought it was going to be kind of claustrophobic just because of the when it takes place. Like it takes place over the course of a few weeks, just not a little brief part of Rebels. But um, I like how it really does hammer home. Like obviously, the book's called Treason Hammers Home. Who, do, who is Thrawn loyal to? Is he loyal to his people because he came to the Empire in the first place for his people? Or is he more loyal to Palpatine now? Because clearly he was coming to Palpatine to help the chess. And so he needs Palpatine's loyalty in order to help the chess. And um, I liked the twist villain of the book I thought was good, especially because they probably they aligned more than other characters in the book. And I think that kind of shows where Thrawn's loyalties do lie, and especially since it takes place so short before he goes off into early hiding. Um, <laughs> I think it does, we can bring up questions like who is he more loyal to Palpatine than he would be to the chess at this point or is that even on the table? Yeah. And it, also, uh, I often see Thrawn get compared to both Tarkin and Krennic sometimes. This book has all three of them in it mm. and they are not the same people. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so Krennic's annoying. <laughs> Off the top of my head, just to see if I get it right, I think they were hunting Grawlix. I think they were called Grawlix. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, Got to prepare for that trivia show in a few weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that is a question uh, for anyone watching. But <laughs> Ooh. I'll, um, I'll get that yes, one then. <laughs> the, the larger, the larger cousin of Minox's is the Grawlix. That's uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, what, what do you think, Justin? Uh, I it's a coin flip on whether I like this one or the first one the most, but I really like what Zahn did with this one, especially he introduced all these new characters. We got more Pharaoh, I believe her name's Pharaoh. Am I losing that one? It's Pharaoh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on. Then I wound up loving her so much, which I wasn't <laughs> expecting. Uh, and also, I did lose the name of Krennic's aide. I forgot his name. It's Briarly like Ronin. director Ronin. Ronin. Yeah. And through him learning so much about Krennic, how he's like, God, all this this military bureaucracy is like, I'm a man of science. And it's like, and that's how Krennic sees the world. And it's like, that really hit some things home for Rogue One and such. Cause you know, you don't get a lot of that with Krennic, but all this insight like really helped. And I don't know, just, all of this happening, like, right. And I'm not sure if this is a good or a bad thing about the book, but I'm reading the whole thing. And it's like, when's it going to get to get to the point where it's like, well, this is done. Now I'm going to go bully a child and shoot a civilian <laughs> because like, we know that's <laughs> what's about to happen yeah. <laughs> in, in rebels, which like Zahn, I was like, how's he going to do it? And he does, he like ties it in. He's like, Oh, I have a week. And, and you know, all these characters come in all this new stuff. And then Arlani, which like, I love Arlani so much. Yeah. Arlani is queen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we learn about Chiss and we get all this world building about how they, they shoot missiles with acid in it because shields can't protect against that. And and even if you shoot them down, the acid's still cut. And you're just like, and you learn so much about how the Chiss operate versus the Empire without ever things being fit. Because I don't know if there's pictures of what Chiss ships look like. I can picture it in my head. I think, I think there's, there's one at the end of the comic version of the, the first oh, okay. novel. Good, because I want to so see that. They look that like later. those Thanos-looking ships. I Ooh. Think. Like those and that doesn't surprise me, based yeah. on Zon, based on Zon's vibes. 
but were the ships called dragons or something? What were they called again? Oh, I wish I I just read Chaos Rising. Something I should tell you, they were. Wait, what, are the, what are their ships called? I think yeah. that's a class of them. I think it I is. I mean, I know their ship names. I, I, Dreadnought. No. What is it? Called? I think dragons a class, possibly. Like a war dragon. dragon. It's it's not just dragon. It's like war dragon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, that was like Aralani's. Yeah. or something. That was okay. the ships. That was right. I was looking at it not too <clears throat> And then more about the Grisks, which like they s- remain shrouded in mystery, which like adds to mm-hmm. their depth and like fear. And then we like learn all this that they just like they the Empire overtly takes over people. The Grisks subvertly take over people. And you get to decide which one of those is scarier. Thrawn's made his decision. I don't know if I disagree. <laughs> and just so much depth and world building. And then more Eli. When he showed back up, I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Our boy yeah. Eli. We got a lot more Eli in this. Mm-hmm. And we got some background story on uh, on Death Troopers. Oh, yeah. Uh, too. So that was pretty cool. Uh, I'm sorry. Totally random. About the previous book, I totally forgot to mention. We had some awesome Rook stuff. Where I was going to ask. around yeah. just like oh, yeah. murking people. I meant to say um, before we moved on. I wish the books had told us how he got Rook. I know the legends did, right? At least with words told us how he got Rook, but he just kind of is there in the second book. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that story is still going to stand. I don't, we, we shall, we shall see. Um, But, but yeah, like I said, uh, when, what were, (laughs) I remember the death troopers had the stupidest names. Uh, (laughs) 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 Who named, what? Waffle, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, waffle. Uh, but I know they were uh, they were really cool having uh, reinforced heavy duty comms that they throw at people is just funny mm. to me. Um, but th- yeah, there was there's a just a lot of mystery items in this book, but introductions to the Chiss and um, how their hierarchy and how the families and stuff start to run. We start getting hints of that, and is. Even in the final book, Zahn is still building this universe. He's never stopped building ever, but it doesn't feel like it's, it still feels like a conclusion at the end of the book. You know, that's just one of the things I like. Uh, but what do you think, V? Um, so I love this book for a lot of different reasons. Um, I f- like, I remember the ending gave me goosebumps. Um, just, the way that that final battle is is just insane. Um, it really played on Thrawn's ability to to take what he has and just figure it out, <laughs> you know. Um, and I believe I can't remember. I think it's in one of the Ascendancy books. He mentions that he's not very interested in music. Um, and then we get to treason and, and he's got this whole thing figured out <laughs> with, with Savit. And I thought that was amazing. Um, you know, we, we did get more Eli. My heart did break. Good day, Lieutenant Lanto. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was glad he was back. Uh, he, he's definitely one of my favorite characters. Um, I'm glad that we got to see Arlani. Um, and, and I love that this book answers the question 
Like, why did the, did the Death Star get finished so quickly? It's because of freaking Minox. <laughs> like, because if they, if they would have... I, I think it was... The deal was they would fund both projects, I think it was. Because mm-hmm. they had already picked the Death Star. But they were like, well, we'll give you some money if you get rid of these creatures that we don't want. Um, so, you know, you're welcome, Galaxy. That's that's the reason why. <laughs> the ultimate terrors are... And then all of, all of Thrawn's <laughs> Defender <laughs> money. With no more Thrawn, I imagine all of Thrawn's Defender money went to Stardust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were like, oh, so sorry. The Empire suffered a great loss. Now give us his defender money. (laughs) 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 But fantastic book. The world building is amazing. Um, (laughs) There's always a point in every book where I'm like listening to it. And usually my husband's like next to me and I'll look at him and just be like, did you? Did you know that Zahn has a physics degree? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it happens so much during treason, like the explanation. Yeah. When he goes into like the Chiss and Chiss ships and Chiss, Chit, oh my God, I can't <laughs> <laughs> um, When he goes into the Chiss stuff, it's like, did you know he had a physics degree? <laughs> well, you do now. He'll but. invent a tractor beam real life before he does. Yeah. <laughs> likes to use them in the books yeah. a lot. No, it, I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, the guy who created Wonder Woman, who he literally, like, she has the lasso of truth, but he literally invented lie detector tests. <laughs> and you're like, uh, I didn't know that. That's crazy. I did that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, same, <laughs> same guy. Uh, well, <laughs> um, all right. Well, what do you uh, what do you think we'll see next? Right, because we've kind of been talking at Thrawn going forward, and we know after at the end of this book, he's like, okay, I'm gonna go back to Lothal because I have to handle some stuff. Um, it does not go well. Uh, <laughs> Ezra Bridger child. <laughs> so what do you think we're going to see next for the character uh, in Ahsoka? Uh, Scholar, you want to go first? I think it's so open. I think it goes so many different directions. I think if talking about immediately after, he'd probably be quite better. I think he would adapt quickly to whatever new situation he was in. Um, I think this could be this kind of drastic change in his plans could potentially be a, a reason for him becoming, say, more brutal, which would make him, a, say, more fitting on-screen or antagonist for Ahsoka. But um, I could potentially see him leading independent Imperial remnants. Uh, there was there there was links between him and Moff Gideon, or there suggested links. Uh, n- none that I saw. That just, yeah. Okay, I'm, I think that, that's just speculation. Never mind that, but again, speculation. Maybe they might do some links there. Uh, going back to if Thrawn's uh, commitment to Palpatine, depending on how loyal he is, if he sees Palpatine is the only, like, the most powerful person that can say rally people or can rally this force to protect the Chess, he could be linked to uh, what Palpatine's doing next goal, possibly. I mean. You know, at this point, I just think it's very open. Okay, nice. Uh, how about you, Justin? There's, there's so much. This, this, this is the topic, right? And we know Dave has it in his head, and he's probably had it in his head since. But there's a reason it's been what? When did Rebels end? 
2017. <clears throat> it's been years and Dave's still like, I'll tell that story when I'm ready. <laughs> and he's, he's got, he's got something up there and there's, there's gotta be a reason neither of them, cause they're both Ezra and Thrawn are smart people. They might've found their way out, but there's gotta be a reason, which is why I'll stick with what my brain gave me just a few minutes ago. They're like deep in Grisk territory fighting the Grisks. And Ezra's like, well, these people are evil and I got to do my Jedi thing. And Thrawn's like, fine, we'll help each other then. Because <laughs> I definitely don't subscribe to a lot of people think are like, what if we show up and Ezra's all dark side because of Thrawn? And I was like, I don't think, I don't yeah. think, I don't think. <laughs> there are many, many reasons I don't think, but I don't think. He doesn't even know what the force is. Yeah. I haven't watched and I, I do find a lot of the conversation, uh, not not to sound, I don't know, pompous or whatever, but a lot of the conversation comes from people that haven't read mm-hmm. any of the Thrawn stuff. And so there's this belief that, because like Thrawn is not loyal to the Empire. He's, he's not. So I, I really, I don't, I, I can't see him trying to hold an Empire together because he came to them because they were powerful. And if they lost that power, I think he'd be like, okay, well, see you later. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, and I, I think that, uh, you know, for as far as people think, like, all of a sudden Ezra would be dark side from Thrawn isn't necessarily a villain either, you know? Um, he's doing what needs to be done given the parameters of his mission. And if your mission is escaping, he's like, well, the parameters have changed, you know? Uh, I don't know. That's kind of how I see it. What, what do you think, V? Um, so as far as <laughs> what I want to see happen, let the boy go home. <laughs> However, um, I do subscribe to the theory that it is going to be some sort of rendition of Heir to the Empire. I think that they're going to tie in the cloning aspects. Um, I think that in, in um, the, the like, what I can't even remember what the comic book was. It was the Darth Vader something. It was the last Darth Vader one that recently came out, and you know we've seen that. Palpatine's been doing this all along and who knows if Palpatine has been in talks with Thrawn and you know he's he's doing all of this this cloning stuff behind the scenes um and and he's helping Palpatine do it uh because that's vaguely similar to what he does I think in Dark Force Rising um you got all the the Mount Tantus uh Tantus stuff and yeah yeah, I see what you're talking what you mean um, so it vaguely kind of goes along with it. And then I think in the duology, yeah, no, in the duology, he, he's like messing around with cloning. He's cloning himself. He's doing all sorts of weird stuff. Um, and then earlier when we were talking about the Isalamari, um, and bringing them into canon, that would be very interesting if, uh, you know, they didn't repel the force, but if they did something with cloning and that's how they exist, because I, I believe that that is part of one of the Legends books is uh, they they accelerate the cloning process. No, um, you're, you're right, because um, the problem with the clones was they would go crazy as they grew. So they end up putting Islamari 
inside with the cloning tanks to keep the force out while they were developing. Yeah, that was a whole. Um, so I, th I, th that would be an interesting plot point. Um, you know, I don't think that after Ezra, he has decided to give in and, and, you know, yay, I'm a happy go lucky non villain. Now I'm going to help Ahsoka and it's going to be a great time. It's not going to happen. <laughs> um, and I came to that conclusion because of the creation of Morgan Elsbeth. Um, you know, we see that she's not a good character. Um, I have a theory that uh, she served with Pelion. And I think that that perhaps she and Pelion went out and searched for them and, and they found them. And as thanks, he gave her all the crap in the Chimera, which is why she has those training bots. Um, and he trained her, did whatever. Um so <laughs> I have so I have so many thoughts. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm loving I'm yeah, just like I'm, I'm looking this up. Keep, keep it going. <laughs> um, but I think that we're gonna see Thrawn and Pelion together. I think that they're going to be controlling the remnants of the Empire um and just wreaking havoc and doing Palpatine's bidding. I I just but no one knows that. Just him. <laughs> big secret so i think that's the direction they're going i think it's going to be some sort of air of the empire thing i wish they would just let him go home <laughs> <laughs> but no it's it's interesting um yeah i mean i either way i'm excited to see it you know i have uh levi levi bond uh, absorbs the stuff like nobody's business um mentioning that it was his logo on the uh, HKs, not the Empires. And so it's it's almost like it's his own, you know, like it's disconnected from it. And now I could like I said, I couldn't see him fighting for a broken empire, but I could see him seeing valuable assets left over from the Empire and wanting to claim them. Um because, yeah, not wasting resources is a very thrown thing to do. So yeah. we could, I don't know, we could, we could definitely see that. I'm curious how you guys think that Ezra might have, might have changed um, through his experience, though. Because if, if Ezra hasn't been found yet, you know, when Ahsoka is asking Morgan where, where's Thrawn, that's seven to ten years, you know, to, depending, I I. I didn't do the exact math, but it's between <laughs> um, like seven and 10 years. Uh, I'm curious how that could have changed. I, like I said, uh, I don't think Ezra's going to be dark side, but. He's just out of the ascendancy. <laughs> well, if we get like uh, some, a somewhat cross between, you know, Eli Vanto uh, from his experience with Thrawn and Kanan, with a lightsaber, I'm I'm for it. I'm for it. You know, um, I don't know what what do you think, scholar? What, how do you think he might have changed? Um, well, I think when Ezra made that sacrifice, whenever all the pergos were up on the ship, he knew exactly what he was getting himself into. Like, like that's why he did the message, prepared it just in case. But um, I think his moral compass by the end of Rebels is very much centered on Kane's sacrifice. He would mm -hmm. not 
go off any like he i can't see him being dark side i feel like that would almost be insulting <laughs> to what he went through or to kin and sacrifice but um i would hope he would almost be like a guardian like wherever he ends up like if he sees say a community of, or a race of people getting like the risks and trying to invade i feel like he would be a defender just wherever he is because i feel like that's the type of person he is he freed Luthal and he wants to try and free other people where he can from that same oppression yeah uh, definitely uh what, what do you think justin well this all formed in my mind as we were talking because like my my brain's trying to wrestle with it's like you're right it's been like eight years and if they could come back they would so clearly both thrawn and ezra or maybe only one of them doesn't have a choice in this matter and so all this talking about what Thrawn's going through and he has all this remnant, it makes me think um, a logical path would be maybe Thrawn has a fine, I'll do this myself moment of like, <laughs> he, he thought the empire was powerful enough to help his people defend from the Grisk. Apparently it wasn't. So now he finishes his villain path to be like good intentions into a dictator ish, you know, <laughs> in his own flavor. And so I wouldn't be surprised now that I put all that together if we if we do get the I forgot the name of the lizards. Islamary. Is the Islamary nice, oh, in a cell keeping Ezra Bridger here this whole time. It's like he he tried he tried to use Ezra as an asset, he couldn't, and now Ezra's just like and hasn't, you know, been in touch with the force for seven years. And then maybe there's a journey about getting all that back and getting Ezra back. Might not be what happens, but it's oh. it's it makes sense because you're right. I don't see Ezra turning at all. He's he completed his Jedi journey. He self-sacrificed. So there's got to be a reason, and that could be a logical one. Is all <laughs> is all my brain's thinking right now. I, I mean, I, I like that. It's sad, but yeah. <laughs> I, I see where you're going, and I I like it narratively. My sadder um, one is. They they run into an Ezra and he like pulls his lightsaber out and starts attacking and he's like somehow Thrawn found out how to brainwash or how to control the force or that would be even sadder. <laughs> like Sabaoth on him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it could be worse. He could yeah. show up and there's a clone of of Ezra <laughs> named Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> Legends was no. fun, guys. Legends. No. That's exactly how you say it. Uh, Ezra. <laughs> Star Wars is serious business, people. It always has been. Miss me with that. Yes. <laughs> Just ask uh, Elon Sleaze Bagano. Uh, like, all right. Come on, dude. Uh, I think it was pick and waffle. It was pick yeah, and waffle, pick and right? Waffle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, v, v, how do you think he might have changed? So, when they go out into the unknown regions, I did a, I did quite a bit of research into this, of like the planets that you can get to. Uh, within the unknown regions, there are some pathways that you can get to. Um, without a problem, they would have had to have just so happened to show up on any of those planets um, in order for them to be found by really anybody. Um, so my thing is, is that 
Ezra is going to have to get him out of the situation. Ezra is going to have to figure out some way to get them out of the unknown regions because that is really the only way that they can navigate is be- is him using the Force because um, Thrawn can't do it. Um, or if they were stumbled upon by chests or navigators or pathfinders or whatever, um, which could be a possibility. Um, but I I feel like they're going to part ways. Uh, I, th- I feel like Ezra is going to bring him back into the Outer Rim. Pelion, they're going to find him. And it's going to be a test of faith for Ezra to just like, whether he is like, okay, I trust you. Goodbye. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> uh, which I don't think is going to happen. <laughs> um, I feel like Thrawn will just let him go, though. You know, just the same way that he did with Signy at the end of Thrawn. He was just like, all right, see ya. Um, and I, you know, it, it could be possible that he might, Ezra could remind him of Signy. Um, and, and I don't think that Ezra will, will necessarily change um, because I think he'll still have the same heart. I think that he'll still have the same just everything except it, he's just gonna have to work with ron <laughs> he's gonna have to <laughs> and i think that that's really the only change <laughs> to be honest <laughs> hmm i uh, another thing i wonder and I, that i've been thinking about is i mean ezra's prime directive was fighting the empire um and I could see a case where they get stranded somewhere. They finally get help. They escape. The Empire is gone. You know, Thrawn's prime directive was helping this Empire in the name of the Triss Ascendancy. I could see, like, both of them are like, uh, okay, like, you know, I guess we have no reason to fight anymore. We have no conflict between us besides, you know, yeah, I was kind of a dick to you before. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry Isn't about it? that. Um, what I think we could see is that the, the Grisk could infiltrate and take over and dominate the Triss Ascendancy. Um, that's what I want to happen. And so now in order for Thrawn to save his people, he has to fight his people and he has to gather his own assets to do that and recruits Ezra to join in that fight because now they don't have any reason to fight each other, but they can say, you know, if with my brain and your, you know, swish, swish, stab, um, I think we could, we could do some, some damage here and we might be able to free my people. And I think he could tug at Ezra's heartstrings enough to to have him join up. I don't know. Because yeah, we also have the the awkward stuff from just playing around in this time period of, do they meet Luke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, because if, 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 he's, if he's puttering around inside the galaxy, I feel like at some point Luke would hear about it, try to track him down or, or whatever. Um, so there are like just certain things that make, things tough like that you know um 
but that's that's kind of what I could see happening is they form their own alliance in order to take down Thrawn's own people in order to free them against this greater threat that could always, and if it fully takes over the Triss Ascendancy, why would they stop there? You know they'd come for everyone else as well. Yeah, that's a really cool idea. That just makes me think of bad guy Arlani, though. I'm not ready for that. Oh. <laughs> my heart wouldn't oh, be able to. Why did you say that? Why did you say that? In my head canon, she, she's she's was off somewhere. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. She has her own underground thing, and and so he joins with her and Eli, and and they were trying to get together any imperial stuff people that Alex aren't dicks. as well. <laughs> I'm so for I this. Would totally be into watching them like go at it at each other and just like. Because they need, they get rebels. They'd have humans. They'd have chists. They'd have imperials. All mm -hmm. to fight the Grisk. I, I, I think that would be really cool. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Come into that. Uh, awesome. Okay, so um, have you guys read any of the Ascendancy trilogy? I know we we kind of touch on it, but um, you know, what are your overall thoughts? Non spoilery, because. Mostly because the trilogy is not done yet. <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to remember, Scholar. Did you say you'd read any of the, the Chaos Rising? I've read Chaos Rising. I'm currently reading Greater Good. I'm only about 70 pages in. Okay. Uh, uh, first thoughts, initial impressions? So, going into it, I was kind of worried that it was like, oh, clearly the Thrawn trilogy sold well and Disney went to Timmy Sons like you can write another one to kind of get the money and I was kind of confused how they were actually going to make this relevant to where Throne was going if I like potentially an unnecessary backstory but without spoilers it's far from that hopefully whatever direction these books go in will hopefully at least reference whatever happens to Throne in the shows because obviously that you, you wouldn't want people to have to read like six books to really understand fully whatever's going to happen in the show. But the new characters that they've introduced alone make it worth it. And there's a nice tie-in with one of the Throne trilogy that just, I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop reading at that point. It was so good. It, it really confused me. It was just like, wait, so this book and this book, <laughs> mm. this happens... Yeah, again, the timeline the was a bit weird. <laughs> I was just smiling the whole time. I was like, yeah. Zahn loved, I mean, Zahn loved this so much, he just did it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this joke was so funny. <laughs> it was funny, though. <laughs> Stranorodo. That's funny. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> well, what, what are your thoughts, uh, Justin? I, I've only read Chaos Rising. Loved it. I, I agree with Scholar. I was a little, like... Okay, it's it, we're getting prequels. What's this going to be like? What's it? But Zon always hits it out of the park, one hundred percent. We learned so much about Thrawn, so much about Arlani. I learned. I was like, yeah. I liked her in uh, Treason. I loved her in this book. I was like, favorite Chiss, love her. Uh, <laughs> and so much about that part of the guy Zon. I guess I imagine probably wasn't the only reason he said yes. But he probably said yes. It's like I get to make this corner of the galaxy, and he just like world built. He was like, "This is how these work. This is how you do pathfinders. You know, uh, 
you can hire pathfinders all all this this one bad guy all these all these different species that he got to make up how they how they work and it all is just good stuff i enjoyed <laughs> a, pretty much i i don't think there was any lulls in that book i just it was just solid all the way through yeah nice um last but not least v uh so these are my favorite 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 books <laughs> really uh, nice yeah I, I really, really love, I, I think it's because he hasn't been tainted by the Empire yet. <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's pure Thrawn, <laughs> um, untainted. So I, the, the world building is crazy. Uh, like you were saying, Justin, like we'd never seen this, this planet, um, or like the inner workings, what it was like, whatever. But he did such a good job of showing you without showing you, um, which you got to have talent for that. <laughs> um, but I, I love the new characters that were were introdu introduced in these two books. Um, when Greater Good came out, I listened to it for like 18 hours straight like i didn't sleep that night <laughs> like i also i had it on pre-order from audible but it didn't come out until 3 a.m my time but it dropped on itunes at 12 a.m so i bought another copy of it just so i could read it three hours earlier than everybody else <laughs> um and my book was in the mail so <laughs> um but the the ranking is really great the names are something to get used to. Yes. For the love of God, cool. if you're reading this book, just listen to the audiobook because you're not going to know how to pronounce half of these things. I think the first book I spent 10 minutes, you know, on that page where it has the whole hierarchy set out and all yeah. the really, I spent 10 minutes going over. It's like, I'm going to try and memorize this just to make the reading process easier. Actually, yeah. that's a fun test because I didn't listen to the audiobook. Is it Sherry? Because that's what I Sherry. thought in my head. <sighs> okay. Uh, <laughs> cheery because it's a pun. I get it. Okay. I see what yeah. you did there, Zon. <laughs> yeah. She's so cute. I would die for her. Is that yeah. meme? I just met her and I if anything I'm I would kill everyone in this room and then myself. <laughs> I love all the weird foods that they have in these books too. Like what the heck is a striped meat square or whatever? I don't want to know. Like, I really don't want to know. Square or something like what? We also Okay, it's it's this it's high republic but they talk about like trees that have like meat fruits and you're like mm. Mm, yeah. like no, it's, Star Wars, no, it's fine. It's better no than calf. <laughs> yeah. Or like in in Luke Heir to the Jedi, they just there's one food that they just say it. It's like, oh, like cereal. I forgot what it was. But it was just like <laughs> I don't I, think I, it's apples. I think it, they legit just like it is eating an apple. And they don't even like try to sci-fi it. It's just an apple. <laughs> somebody I watched somebody's video, I don't know who it was, on TikTok, and in one of the books like in legends they literally say skittles <laughs> like, like, skittles something the like crossover we didn't know we needed it was probably the probably the name of a celestin not not a not a food or they scattered like skittles or something like that i was like what <laughs> um 
But anyway, as far as um, I will say, I highly recommend if you're reading the Ascendancy trilogy, please read Outbound Flight. <laughs> it is a Legends book, um, but Zahn brings in a lot of elements from that book into mm -hmm. the Ascendancy trilogy. Um, they're not exactly the same, but if you have that context, he did that on purpose. He, I believe that was one of his stipulations when he was writing this book or these the canon books is that he wanted to make it seamless for the people who have read Heir to the Empire, Outbound Flight, Thrawn Duology, whatever, whatever. Um, because uh, because of the, the absolute astronomical success of Heir to the Empire, I think that it would A, tick a lot of people off <laughs> if he was just like, screw everything that happened in all my other books. <laughs> this is what happens now. Um, but Definitely, 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 if you haven't, read Outbound Flight. It is so good. The audiobook it is um, abridged, so keep 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 that in mind. If you listen to audiobooks, you're missing like half the book. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Which is which sucks. <laughs> but <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> now I uh, admittedly need to reread greater good but i i did love the um the first book um and again like like you said uh, i mean both greater good goes way further into the political sphere of the chiss mm -hmm. where you're just finding out how all these families operate and like how and it's so amazing to like have this thing set up but it, it, that's so different from the empire yet still the same cracks still show. Um, and again, I think Dominic Toretto would do very well here because it is all about family. But <laughs> I, I would just, uh, I, I just, I like spending time in this universe. Now, I was listening to Greater Good while I was in the hospital. But at the time, you, you think, okay, bunch of free time. That's the perfect time to, but I also had 104 fever for a few mm. days. Uh, so yeah. I, <laughs> you would be quite distracted, I think. <laughs> so um, I, I am going to go back through it again. Um, but yeah, I think they've been amazing. He's been knocking out of, out of the park. It, it's always been a toss up for me between Zahn and, and Gray as the best Star Wars writers. Um, although I will have to give it to Claudia Gray as being the more versatile writer. Um, Zahn books feel like Zahn books. Uh, Gray books, I the books all feel very different to me oh, yeah. at least, um, but are still amazing. So that's where I, I give her the edge on that one. Um, but yeah, okay, that's awesome. I uh, just to to finish up, I gotta ask, you know, what are you guys looking forward to in Star Wars? And closing thoughts, where we can find you and your guys' awesome stuff. I'll uh, we'll go to Scholar first. So, in terms of what I'm looking forward to, Obi Wan show, I think it's just no brainer. We've wanted this for so long. I think it'll be a uniting force. I don't know anyone that doesn't want this um but uh, as well that i really want to see what the acolytes like that's the one i'm the most interested in and especially with i think once i 
uh, get more into the High Republic, read into the Dark, and I think I really hope it ties well into those books to kind of it'll recontextualize the prequels more. I think because they've already Clemore's already did that, but we get to see how the Republic and the Jedi went from literally being called the High Republic to where it is by the time the Empire sprouts up. Awesome, yeah, uh, definitely agree. And uh, and again, where can we find you? And oh, where you so, will be streaming on Twitch soon? So, um, hopefully, I'm just SW Scholar and everything. Twitch, TikTok, uh, Twitter. I'm I might start actually being more active soon. Who knows? If not, you can probably find me in the Discord server. Just chatting around. Awesome. And thank you so much for coming on and joining. I, I really nice. appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Yeah. It's a pleasure. <laughs> and uh, this Justin? Uh, what I'm looking forward to. There's just so much. All of it. It's all so freaking good. But like what Scholar said, Obi-Wan's going to slap. It's going to be. There's, there's no way it's not going to be good, you know? <laughs> we're, we're all going to unite in our love for the Obi-Wan show. Vi what vision's gonna offer this fall the third mm -hmm. ascendancy book is this fall looking forward to that more high republic because high republic has done nothing but just Slop. hit it out of the park and just all of it. it's no better time to be a star wars fan people keep saying it but like it's 100 true uh and news about fallen order too if it's, <laughs> it's i would i just looking forward to that i'm not uh, even star wars can't forget ea play is uh Tomorrow? Next week? Tomorrow? Uh, e e EA Play yeah. is within one week of now. So <laughs> I just can't remember exactly when. Um, I, now, I don't think they were going to announce anything Star Wars, but who knows? Uh, and where can we find you? Uh, I'm this Justin998 on TikTok. Uh, I ramble about Star Wars as D&D. &D. Uh, my wife and I stream on her Twitch Every other Saturday, we play video games together. Her Twitch is bubbling brook. Uh, I don't think there's any numbers, uh, but I don't. I don't make a lot of other content. I wish I could. I wish I had the time for it. But I just like. I just like being here. I'm just happy to be here, like Ilavanto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I love having you here. Um, hope hopefully we'll get uh, a project going. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think about it often. <laughs> so that would be amazing. But anyways, uh, news on that, uh, maybe. <laughs> and uh, V, uh, what are you looking forward to? Closing thoughts? And where do we um, find you? Really quickly, I saw a, a question in the comments from Harith. Um, always wondered about how audiobooks are recorded. Do authors publishers give notes on the narrower and what stuff to emphasize during the recording process. Um, so my husband has done audiobooks in the past and they're super, super involved. Um, but, <laughs> but uh, like the guy that he worked with would send him like voice messages, like on text messages and stuff and be like, this is how you're supposed to say it. Um, however, um, in one of the, uh, in the live stream that Timothy Zahn did, he couldn't pronounce any of the names right. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say no. <laughs> what you're, so what you're saying is maybe or maybe not, it was Zahn's input to, to make sure we sound like this. <laughs> uh, I think, um, uh, the macro he called Sam Samacro. 
he just kept calling him Samacro over and over and over. Well, again. Is that wrong? He's the one that wrote it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so None of you've done to your question, probably not. <laughs> that's that's um, interesting. Well, because you you also never know because uh, I think like famously Sifo Diaz it was a mispronunciation of the name and then and then it's like whatever <laughs> no, we'll go with it we'll go with it um anyway as far as what i want to see next um i want more star wars movies um whatever movie that taika watiti is coming out with can i just have that now please <laughs> i want it so bad i had officially, re I had I officially repressed that and now you brought it back and it's your fault <laughs> I, ju I just need it i love him as a director i think that he is amazing so anything that he makes is going to be great and you know he's going to um, insert himself into it so can't wait for Korg yeah, in the yeah, exactly. <laughs> he shoves Stephen Merchant in there even better <laughs> um, but that's probably the, the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to is the Taika Waititi movie um, but uh, you can find me on TikTok uh, Grand Admiral V um, I changed my twitch handle today finally it let me change it it was giving me such a hard time changing my username but it is the same way it's spelled here grand admiral v um i've just cyberpunk content i i haven't streamed in a while but if you like cyberpunk <laughs> i'll be streaming a lot of that i'm on like my sixth playthrough so <laughs> awesome no I, I i need to i need to get back into it i had a, a game breaking glitch in my last uh playthrough but i know it's been my first playthrough was great and i'm like i gotta do this again my second playthrough yeah. had the issue so i need you to jump back into it. it it makes it so did i that's what that's what i did that's what i did yeah. and it's it's been really interesting and i i look forward to you streaming it and i i will support your stream as, as best i can <laughs> awesome awesome well uh for for me uh well Real quick, I want to point out, you know, we have right now there's there's a lot, there's a lot of love for um for acolyte in the chat. Mm -hmm. Um which happens to be my thing I'm most excited for. I, I've been loving I've been loving the High Republic um and all of the books and things that have come out. I haven't there hasn't been a single one that I haven't enjoyed. Um so having more of that yes yes please yes please and then also uh, since there has been some of that um I know, negativity or toxicity around star wars the higher public has actually been an amazing community because the people that are on the other side of this fence don't read them they won't read them so if you find someone that reads them you're all of a sudden that your friends you know what i mean like automatic it's, common ground yeah it, it, exactly that's it's like a a, a barometer for <laughs> a useful filter <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah i'm super excited for that uh huge anime fan myself and then after seeing some of the things announced like please i i want i want some more of this um i don't know why we aren't getting more Star Wars video games and stuff because I feel like it's it's low hanging fruit. Just 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 give it to us, <laughs> you know. If we um, 
football game. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they could do anything. You could you yeah. could make a uh, just a sabak simulator, and I think it would do gangbusters. You know, <laughs> or teach us how a uh, forgot the board game's name. <laughs> oh, D- Dejaric. Dejaric. Yeah. Dejaric. How does it work? How does what? it? We did. I don't know. She just pushes <laughs> buttons and I, it just I'm kills just everyone. I'm convinced George doesn't either. Too. Nah, no one knows. <laughs> he just thought it was cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like it, it is. It is the best time to be a fan. There's just there's a lot coming out. Um, it's it's been mostly good. But even if there's something you don't like, there's something else around the corner or something else happening concurrently, and and there's plenty to look forward to. Um, but yeah, that will about do it. Thank you guys so much for joining me and for us to, to dive deep into Thrawn. I, I just, I just love our, our, our blue boy. Uh, he makes me happy. So more Thrawn, more Thrawn tent. Yeah, um, and hopefully we can, uh, maybe get the band back together after the last, uh, chaos rising book. And we can all, we go through oh, yeah. all three of them. Yeah. Before, because I, yes. I don't think Zon's stopping. He just seems to enjoy it so much. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely said he'll write more. And then uh, Delray on Twitter uh, responded to something that said that there a lot of Eli's story is left <gasps> into the void. An Eli novel. I would eat that up. Eli novel. <laughs> or if he shows Sorry. up in Ahsoka, if he's part of this rebellion that Chico was talking about. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to find the tweet. But we get live action Eli. I apologize for the menace I will become to a society. <laughs> Eli, Eli trilogy of novels. I would eat that up. Yeah, uh, Eli with and his and his uh, current Skywalker wife. Um, yes, <laughs> yes. You know, they, they, need, so they need to. He needs to put a ring on that. <laughs> That's probably yeah. not how just do it. I'm sure Zahn will tell us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out in the third installment. Oh, we got a little glimpse of it. and Well. <laughs> That's spoilers? Oh, I can't wait. It's not It's not spoilery. It's just... I can't wait. No. Something kind of to learn everything about the Chiss ever, because Zahn will tell us. <laughs> yes. Eli Van Toe. Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. And I will go ahead and end it there. But may the force be with you always. I can. Warriors.